Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to the fourth episode of our series, the Jiu-Jitsu Is series. And like I told you guys, this episode may make you a bit hungry, um, but it'll be good. You'll be, just just have a sandwich with you, it'll be fine. Um, but we're going to talk today about uh, really one of my other hobbies that I have uh, that isn't doing jujitsu, and it is cooking. And this is simply a hobby to me. I have no intention of ever being a professional chef uh, or doing anything like that or working in a restaurant. Uh, I just like to cook for myself and my family. And I think that this, and and the reason I kind of wanted to to go with this is because for me, my relationship to cooking is probably similar to a lot of people's relationship to jujitsu. And there may be a little bit of a disconnect between you and I uh, on the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, meaning like there are people who, uh, you know, they don't have any intention of being a world champion or competing ever. They just enjoy doing jujitsu. They want it to be simpler and easier to attain. And for me, that is my perspective of cooking. And so what else is fun uh, about cooking was I actually never was taught by any person to cook. My mom was always a great cook, but to be honest, she kind of did her own thing in the kitchen and it was never really something I shared. I had much interest in until I was like 14 or 15. And at that age, uh, what was happening is my dad and I were training every training jujitsu pretty much every night. And my mom who used to cook dinner every night was doing, um, uh, was, she had like a, a fitness boot camp class that she was running. And so we would get home and there really was not food. And so generally we were eating some type of fast food, something really easy every single night post training. And it just got tiring. It just got to be something that we're like, man, we're used to home cooked meals. And so what started to happen is I started to learn to cook. And uh, I just kind of wanted to go through how I learned to cook personally. This is just my personal anecdote. And then we will get into um, kind of the similar similarities between jujitsu and cooking. And so uh, I remember the first dish that I ever learned how to make. It was fettuccine Alfredo. And keep in mind, this wasn't homemade fettuccine Alfredo. This was me buying uh, a jarred sauce and pasta noodles that were dry and uh, making chicken you know, uh, on a pan, basically, or, or grilling chicken or doing something, and that was this home-cooked meal that we were having. And the thing about fettuccine Alfredo is if you eat it every night, it starts to get tiring. It stops being the best thing in the world. And so then what started to happen was we started to you know, try to figure out some different stuff. Actually, what happened before that is I remember, and this is the first time I ever used YouTube uh, to cook. I found this video and it was somebody sharing an easy like 15-minute fettuccine sauce. And I was so excited to try it. And honestly, it was so much better than the store-bought sauce that we were buying. Uh, and so it was just, I remember that being like, oh, I can, I can figure this out. And then what 
obviously started to happen is anybody who knows how to cook, I started to try other dishes. I started to try to cook other dishes. And yes, some of them were absolutely terrible. Some of them were inedible. Uh, there were times that I made things. I remember one time, and this is uh, still with um, Emily when we were young and we were dating. I made, uh, I was always a really big fan of flan, and I made some flan, like the Mexican custard dish, and I burnt the sugar that was in the flan, right? And so you're supposed to caramelize sugar. I burnt the sugar, no idea what I'm doing, and it just totally ruins the whole dish. It was terrible. Um, but in that, I started to get a little better, and there were certain dishes that I could actually cook, and we would be like, oh, this is as good as if we went out to dinner, or close to as good as if we went out to dinner. And I kind of kept on it. And what started to happen and really what started to work for me was I started to find things on YouTube that inspired me. And I stopped watching for individual dishes. And I started watching to just learn how to cook in general. And I started to find and notice, oh, these guys that seem to be really good cooks, they talk about how important salt is and how important it is to know how much salt you're putting because you're trying to hit this perfect amount of, of salt. And I started to see that and go, Oh, I can do that. I can, I can make, you know, I can add extra salt to this steak to get a crust on it better. Um, and I started, you know, my, my repertoire started to grow and it got to this point where I didn't even need much prep. I didn't need much recipe. I was, you know, now at this point in my life, I've been cooking for almost as long as I've been doing jujitsu. I've probably been cooking for 12 years. Um, and, you know, there were times that I was dedicating more time to cooking than I was to jujitsu, um, than I was to jujitsu training just because it was inspiring for me and it was fun for me and it was really enjoyable for me. And I've gotten to this point where, I can actually cook most things by feel. And this is obviously a skewed sample because it's my wife who one day I could just say, well, I'm done cooking if you hate my dinner so much. Um, but she often will say things like, "I'm we don't go to restaurants because Josh cooks better than if we went to that restaurant. And of course, it is way cheaper and it's way nicer to not have to leave your house. But... Um, then I kind of like, as I've, as I've gone through jujitsu, especially as I've kind of gotten into the content creation space in jujitsu, I started to notice things like how similar the YouTube, um, of cooking and how similar the YouTube of jujitsu are. And, um, jujitsu is definitely a years behind, um, YouTube cooking, but YouTube cooking is absolutely huge right now. And so like I look at somebody who was one of my favorite people to watch uh, on YouTube. His name is Andrew Ray. His channel is Binging with Babish. And he would recreate foods from different shows. The first episode I watched, he recreated the Krabby Patty from SpongeBob. And as he did that, he would teach you little tips and tricks, but it was also 
it was also entertaining. It wasn't just the content. I'm not just needing to learn how to cook. I'm also enjoying being on YouTube. I'm enjoying these 15, 20 minute videos that have a little bit of humor in them. When we look at jujitsu, we look at the YouTube that actually does well. It is what? It's B team, right? They're funny. They're interesting. Most of the YouTube channels that you like from jujitsu, they tell a story. That's a callback to the uh, the jujitsu is pro wrestling video or, or episode that we did just a couple weeks ago, a week ago. Um, but what you'll notice when you start to cook or when you start to do a lot of other hobbies that are considered art, they have a ton of similarities to jujitsu. And to me, I really think that this main similarity to look at and the main thing we're going to highlight today that makes a lot of sense to people is the learning curve that there is with cooking and the learning curve that there is with jujitsu. The big thing you have to understand is first, you have to start somewhere. I'm sure that there are people that are more natural to cooking than others. But just like in jiu-jitsu, there are more people that are more natural to jiu-jitsu than others. But does that mean that on your first day, you should expect to be good? The first meal that you make, you should expect it to be good, even if you follow the recipe meticulously. Because there are all these skills tied in to cooking. You have to know how to cut. You have to know how what temperature to use. You have to know how much salt to use. You don't have to know, you know when you're saying salt and pepper to taste in a recipe, what does that mean to somebody who does not know how to cook? And so uh, kind of my favorite thing about cooking is to me it is the only art that can be experienced with all five sense, senses. You can feel what you are cooking. You can hear it sizzle. You can smell it. You can taste it. You can see it. And, you know, with jujitsu, if you're smelling jujitsu, you should probably go somewhere else. You need a, di- you need a different training partner, bro. But uh, uh, the ability to experience cooking with all of your senses is my favorite part about it. But then when you look at that, there are five senses being used to feel and to understand what is going on. And then you expect that to be put into words on a recipe and you expect it to be the same. Of course, it's not going to be the same as if the chef who invented this recipe and has perfected this recipe over years actually goes and makes you that dish. In jujitsu, we have the same thing. You may learn a knee cut on day one, but you're not doing it like the master knee cut chef that you have that taught it to you. Because there are all these little feels and all these little cues, all these little things that are happening that he is able, that the good knee cutter is able to feel his way through to make it happen and to make it work. And he's also able to figure out when it's not going to work. And so in jujitsu, just like in cooking, we have to develop sensitivity. We have to develop feel. And for a lot of people, this is hard. It's very hard to understand that some things are not able to be described through our language or not able to be perfectly described through our language. They are only able to be experienced. They are only able to be felt. 
we go back to last week's episode. We did um, pro football, right? And if you've ever been to a pro football game or a, a European football game or a, a just a big sporting event of any kind where people actually care about who wins, the feel of the crowd is indescribable. We can say, oh, you feel the energy in the air, but is that the right way to describe that? Probably not. There is something that you are feeling and you are experiencing as a group that makes this more enjoyable, that makes it different than watching at home on TV. And so when we're trying to look at jujitsu, understand that not everything is going to be explainable. Some things have to be experienced. Some things have to be felt. Uh, I've told you guys this. I've seen a lot of Henry Aiken's videos. And until I got to feel him do it and then experience him teach me how to do it, I never really understood what was happening. And so uh, as we go through this, uh, again, I just want to make sure that we highlight that if you're starting as cooking, if you're, as a cook, if you're starting as a grappler, you're going to suck and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But finding ways that you can make a lot of mistakes and not have to struggle with it, not have to stress about them. I tell you guys about my deep, uh, creepy infatuation with Tim Ferriss. And um, there is, you know, if you really look, if you really break down a lot of the ideas that we talk about on the show about efficiency and effectiveness, those came from the four hour work week. And you can, you know, you can check, you can re listen episodes. You'll be like, oh, yeah, this is four hour work week stuff. And um, there is this book that uh, Tim Ferriss wrote. It's called The Four Hour Chef. And it is how to learn to cook, basically. And he, gives this idea that I really, when I look back on it, it is just absolutely genius to me. Gives this idea that as a cook, um, you need to get reps. And so his opinion was, you should cook a lot of eggs. And the reasoning was because eggs are cheap. And eggs you can sear. And eggs you can boil. And eggs you can mix into dishes. And there's all kinds of different application for eggs. But in order to become a good chef, you have to get a bunch of reps doing all of the different things, all of the different skills. You know, for instance, I notice now, even over the last couple of years, how much better I am at, at chopping vegetables. You know, I can do it faster, smoother, and, you know, uh, what, what do you call that? More homogenous. Um, and I'm able to do that now. But it's come because I've cooked a million meals. And so when we're looking at jujitsu, it is about getting good reps. I'm not going to try to hit you with that everybody should be doing designated winner. But when you really think about it, when you really look at ways to get realistic reps and get a lot of them, I don't think that we have a different answer that's, that's easier than that. Right? Yes, you can positional spar is also a great way to get um, more reps. But the problem with it is it's still as you know almost as hard as your body is live rolling. 
And so, you know, with designated winner, it is even easier on your body and you're able to continue to grow and continue to do more. And so as, uh, as we kind of move on here, we'll look at, um, kind of the next thing. And I kind of think about this a lot and I notice it with jujitsu and I notice it with cooking. Um, I am very, like I said, I'm not a high level cook, but I am high level at jujitsu. So I can kind of see the correlation and see that in my opinion, people are kind of wrong about this. And to me, it is this quest to be right. And in jujitsu, we see this constantly. This is the only way to pass the guard. Oh, that doesn't work anymore. People don't do that anymore. Or, you know, whatever. You hear these, these absolutes, and it's people trying to just find the perfect approach to jujitsu. But you have to understand, like, these things are opinion. When it comes to jujitsu, it is very much opinion about what is right and what is wrong. When we look at um, when we look at uh, cooking, we all have different opinions on what tastes good, right? Depending on where you grew up, what you grew up eating, the allergies that you've had, just certain preferences, certain textures that you like, we all have these preferences on what we prefer. And jujitsu is the same way, and the reason is because these are arts. These are two things that we are doing by feel. And then we kind of express ourselves through these things. For me, I don't know if there are times that I express myself more than when I, you know, hit a crazy guard pass on somebody. That is one of the best forms of self-expression that I have. And so as we kind of look at the other side of it, you look at, cooking. People like to personalize things. They like to try to be different. It's just when the problem comes. The problem comes when we don't find the balance between being different, doing things by feel, and doing things the traditional way because oftentimes the traditional way is a good way. And to me, when we see all that, we go, okay, well, you know, so is there a right way? In my opinion, yes, there is a right way. And just like, yes, there is a, 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 the right way to cook something. But I don't think that there's only one right way. And so when your right way has to knock down on everybody else's, when your diet that you have has to be the only diet, like, dude, there are 8 billion people in the world and some of them are eating in different ways and it is working for them. You cannot be right about all of it. And to me, it's just this, you know, kind of the, the experts get to push the opinion and get to say what is right and what is wrong. For me, this is the reason that I do, that I teach jujitsu to you guys that I am trying to do content creation stuff is so I can be recognized as an expert in my field because I notice that most people that do it and get to that point, in my opinion, they miss a lot of the picture. They miss a lot of the whole point. And so for me, I try to not do that. I try to go, no, there, there are more than 
one right way to do it, just like there is more than one right way to cook a dish. And so now let's kind of move on and we will look at the quest for perfection and mastery. So there is this show that I just absolutely love. It is called The Chef Show. It is um, directed in and um, starred in by John Favreau. He's a director. He directed Elf. He directed The Mandalorian. He's directed all kinds of other. He's directed anything relevant ever. Um, but he is um, also. He has this movie called Chef. It's you know it's an older movie um, that he was in. Great movie about chasing your dream and, and, um, following who you want to be. But, uh, at one point, you know, later on, he decided that he was going to start a show and he starts a show with this guy, Roy Choi. Roy Choi is a high level chef. Um, he has all kinds of different restaurants and, uh, is considered a, a very, very, you know, great chef. And, um, getting to see those two interact because it is still definitely the master and the student. But then getting to see John Favreau's attitude when he learns from any chef and his willingness to learn and his willingness to make mistakes and to, to try to get better and to be like, no, 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 let me stay here until I can figure this out. I absolutely love that part of the show. That little, you know, the show definitely will make you hungry. The food that they make on that show is unbelievable um the 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 delivery of it everything very entertaining show another highly recommend uh for you guys i think i recommended um man in the arena on the last one and then the chef show on this one i think it's on netflix but anyway um when you see this you also will notice though when around the right chef roy Choi is learning too and he is so excited about learning. He was watching this episode and this place was doing salt and vinegar potato chips. And he took a bite of one of the chips and he's like, you guys cracked the code. It's like, what did you guys do? And the guy is like, oh, we, we cut our chips and then we leave them in vinegar and then we fry them. And the excitement from Roy Choi, you can see it on his face. He was, it's something so simple. Yeah, we just soak our potatoes in vinegar. He was so excited. You could tell that there was this level of he is going to try this. And then he did. Eventually on the show, he tries that. He's like, oh, I'm going to make this. And then, um, uh, like, and this is kind of this idea of you're a lifetime student if you want to ever master anything. I will feel like I've mastered jujitsu when a year goes by and I don't learn something absolutely huge and groundbreaking. And I couldn't tell you the last time when I've actually been trying to seek knowledge that six weeks has gone by and I haven't learned something important. I haven't figured something out important. And so I can tell that that mastery is still so far away because there are so many high-level people I've never gotten to conversate with or learn from, and they may offer a little perspective that could change everything for me. And so as you, you know, get discouraged as a white belt, as you get discouraged as a blue belt, know that that is a habit that you need to learn is to be discouraged and then continue to try to find new ideas and learn more. Because to me, that is what has helped me through Black Belt 
is this idea of never stopping learning. And then let's look at kind of my next thing. We'll go back to the chef show because I think it's a really easy example. Um, there is this episode, me and my cousin, Tom, uh, we, oh gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head what the guy's name is. Um, he is uh, considered like the father of modern day pizza in America. Uh, and he is, I think he's in Arizona and they have, um, he makes pizza for them on the episode, but they also show their sourdough facility that they're making like mass sourdough, but it's handmade and it's, it's really amazing what they're doing. Uh, and the joy from that guy is unbelievable. It is unmatched getting to see this guy, uh, you know, who has cooked for years and years and been, it's Chris something. Oh crap. That's going to bother me. Well, anyway, uh, you guys watch the chef show. It's in the last season. You'll figure out who I'm talking about, but the joy that he has in the philosophy that he has in sharing what is right and what is wrong when it comes to making pizza and he shows how to make these pizzas and he gives these ideas, but then he lets them try it and his excitement is over the top. It is through the roof. And this dude has been making pizzas for 45 years. And to me, if you approach jujitsu with that joy, it doesn't matter if you got good or not that day. It doesn't matter if you won or you lost. If you were approaching it with this joy and you understand that there will be a day that you will not be able to do jujitsu again, there will be a day that this journey ends for you and this journey ends for me. So we need to make sure that every day that we get to go out there, it is, we are bringing our joy there. We are getting our joy from jujitsu because it is this beautiful art that we get to practice. And it's just like for me, when I get to cook, it is this beautiful, fun thing that I get to do that I absolutely love. And when you look at that, when you look at passion, that will put you, that will motivate you to do so much more. If you are passionate about having a good marriage and it is something you actually care about, it's something you actually desire, you will honestly have a good marriage. If you are passionate about being great at jujitsu, eventually you will be great at jujitsu. But the passion has to be there, and that is one of the biggest ways to fuel you. Uh, and so now let's look at kind of closing thoughts, and this is just going to tie everything back together to that initial story of how I learned to cook. The big thing is practice, patience, and repetition. But then the also the hidden factor that I kind of threw at you guys that if you listen to the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, you know I talk about this constantly. And it is, it is finding, finding things that entertain you. Finding things that inspire you is a word that I use often. And so with jujitsu content that you watch, understand that it's, you can watch YouTube jujitsu and get better at it. But you don't want to watch it as in like everybody that pops up on your feed is just law. And he, and you should 
you know, you should be able, you should listen to them because they have a black belt and they're on YouTube and they get a lot of views. You don't want to do that. But if you watch all kinds of things, you get all kinds of perspectives, you're going to see the same things over and over and over. And they'll be explained differently, but you'll see the same ideas over and over and over. And when you see that, what'll happen is it will make it easier for you to get better at jujitsu. And so though that really is the big idea that I want to leave you guys with today is your job as an artist is to get inspired. That's it. A lot of us just get inspired by showing up each day for practice, but maybe one day that inspiration stops and we need to be able to find new inspiration, find new ways to be excited and to be passionate about our art because it is a gift that we get to roll around on the ground with our buddies every day. It is a gift. Most people don't get to do that. Most people don't get to experience it and eventually all of us will stop being able to do it. And so that's what I want to leave you guys with. Enjoy the gift of whatever art that you get to chase, uh, especially if that gift is jujitsu. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, don't forget, make sure, I again, these episodes don't have intros and outros, so I've just been throwing this at you. Make sure that you check out the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show rash guard shorts and gi set that is coming out, that's out right now. Uh, it's only available for pre-sale and then... Um, be like four to six weeks after the pre-sale, you will get it delivered to your house. And so as you guys know, I am terrible about keeping up with these things. So most likely this will be the last pre-sale that we do for a very long time uh, until um, Adam Meredith sends me a message again and says, hey, bro, we got to do another sale uh, because I'm just, I'm just uh, a little scatterbrained sometimes. But know that Imposed Will did an amazing job the last time on these shorts and rash guards, and I am sure that the gi is going to be the same quality. Uh, I have a few of their Ground Zero gis, and I absolutely love them, uh, but today, literally, one of my students, I just got done teaching noon class, one of my students just told me, these are my favorite shorts, and he had the Isaac Jiu-Jitsu Show shorts, and so that is going to be available, link in the description, and then this is only a pre-sale from October 9th through the 31st, and then we are not doing um, any more. You will not be able to, to get them until the next time we do another sale, which who knows when that'll be, but hopefully you guys check that out. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and most importantly, I hope that today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at Jiu-Jitsu. Have a great day, guys.